Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. I'm Jen Taylor, your host. I am mom of 18, and you can find me on momsrunningit.com. Remember, give a shout out to those who are brave enough to share their stories with us on how they have become parents. Let's dive right in. Welcome to Becoming Parents. I'm the host, Jen Taylor, and I'm with Nicole Brody, and I'm so excited to talk to you because I was on your podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I just got back from the pool, so I'm all like yeah, feeling good vibes and water and good energy. <laughs> I, well, I love that. And you guys are on, we call it um, school break. You call it holiday, right? Your kids are on yeah. break. Yeah, we call it the big holiday. It's the big summer holiday. It's like the four or five week holiday. And we just started school yesterday. When this um, comes out, we start school for the year on August 15th. And so, yeah, yeah. our we're, we're all different. Where are you calling from? So I'm in Tel Aviv right now. So I've been here 12 years. I, uh, I moved over and I met my husband here. And then, yeah, the rest is kind of history. And I just, I'm originally from Australia, as you know, but yeah. people listening. And yep. yeah, I just kind of uh, kept my accent, but I'm I'm uh, here for now. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, we're gonna jump in because you have a super, uh, like backwards story. Yeah. You you so you met your husband. Take us on that, and then the first your first pregnancy. I don't know if you miscarried at all or you had any losses in there. Um. Yeah. So basically, I thought like as we all do, you know, when we're young, like we're always trying not like trying to trying to protect ourselves. I was always so cautious, like not to get pregnant, right? right? Like you know, whatever. And then when my husband and I were trying for our first, so I met him um uh, around twenty seven years old, and then after a year we got engaged, and after a year we got married, and then we was were trying like a year after that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I would just thought that would be easy. And then I was like, okay, we were trying and we were trying and it almost became like nearly a year. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's weird. I thought it'd be much easier than that. But um, we got pregnant naturally. So I just kind of like, yay, amazing. Uh, I don't think I miscarried. Maybe, yeah, I don't think I had any miscarriages or anything. Um, but I did have a lot of um, hormonal issues <clears throat> like for many years I had uh, irregular periods um, to the point where I was just thought it was kind of normal for me I would go a few months without it so probably why of course it was hard for me to get pregnant with my first um, but then after I had her <clears throat> I was having some like health issues and I had uh, I, I don't know if you know what it is PCOS oh I have heard of it yes very common actually a lot of women are not diagnosed but um i i think i pretty much had it for many years because i had very bad acne on my forehead and on my um jawline um a hair loss and i just wasn't diagnosed and then when i went to try to get pregnant for our second which was about two years after um shy my daughter was born i was like okay this is also taking a year um I went through a few different doctors actually. And then one doctor is like, oh, you have PCOS. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, I can see like you have cysts on your ovaries. And I just yeah. said to myself, like, how was I not? I used to go to doctors for my skin. I used to go to all different doctors. I went to gynecologists and no one actually, 
I was really suffering my skin. Um, I had depression. I was, I had like really extreme exhaustion. So in the end of the day, maybe someone's listening might have these symptoms. So it could be like a bit of awareness. Yeah. A lot of women don't realize that like irregular periods, weight fluctuation, exhaustion, um, hair loss, acne. Like I was really like had all the symptoms. Um, he told me like you have PCOS and I started investigating it and stuff. And then we went through, um, I don't know if you know I, IUI, right? IUI is, so it's basically- Intrauterine, what is yeah. it? Because PCOS what? is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And a lot of people with the, there's different levels to that too. Because some people with the syndrome gain weight in their stomach mm -hmm. and are infertile. Because I have polycystic ovaries. So, but okay. I didn't have like the full-blown syndrome. So- yeah. IUI. So uh, I'm. No, uh, yeah. IUI is just a, a form of um, fertility, like um, it's to help you get pregnant, basically. Okay. So I, IUI is basically where they take the sperm, they clean it all, get all the happy right. sperm. Um, and then they inject it during your cycle and yep. you still have injections to stimulate your, you know, to, for the stimulation of the ovaries and everything. And stuff like that so I still had the stimulation and we went through um four four of those oh my gosh so you're getting the injections of the hormones so that they're aware of when you're ovulating yeah essentially exactly. and then yeah. I call it a turkey baster I know that's super crude but <laughs> like <laughs> basically it's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's super I mean it's yeah it's it can be easier less invasive than IVF but it's still you're still yeah. doing all the shots and everything yeah yeah and I remember once my husband was with his sperm and the taxi broke down I was like I need your sperm you know like it's still like you still have to like transport all of that and it's um I think going through the disappointment a little bit but I was pretty good to be honest with my um this is where having a strong mindset um and working on self-development really helped me because mm -hmm. um I think anyone going through IVF, there's a lot of negativity. Like it's like a very heavy community, of course, right? Because we all want to be mothers. Um, but I think if people don't have the right um, mental health and self-development before, it can be a very tough journey. So I found it actually enlightening. I learned a lot. Um, I found ways to serve other people through my uh, journey and just quite uncanny the time that I was trying to get pregnant for my second I decided that I would create a pre-pregnancy fitness program and which that was awesome that's a great segue into this did you I have a question because we're going to talk about your business at kind of towards the end but we can yeah. let's just do you it know, now because you're a coach and you do coaching and fitness and you work with women did you do it before your daughter no. So the thing is, ah, I'm even, okay. yeah, I'm kind of even less in fitness now, but at the time I was creating a pre-pregnancy program okay. because I was exercising to get pregnant. I was like, I'm going to focus on my shoulders. I'm going to focus on my core so that when I'm pregnant, I was always into fitness so that when I'm pregnant, I can have a great pregnancy and post-pregnancy. And I said, oh, we really need this in the market, like a pre program. Yeah. I still have the program. It's evergreen. It's not something I'm a huge focus on, but I still love it. But during that period, when I'm promoting my pre-pregnancy program, I was like, oh my God, I can't even get pregnant. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, it was really weird timing. And I was like, 
promoting this, but then it became, it was interesting. Then I realized that my program actually served people going through infertility because it was to help them get um, fit and, and healthy and good mindset. So it was just interesting timing. And yeah, but the main point is that I think um, having a really strong mental health self-development system to do mindfulness meditation self-love because it's really it's really hard and I don't think yeah. I would have done without that and then I um, started taking some products that helped me with all my stuff so anyway I overcame kind of my symptoms which was amazing um, and then yeah after the four IUIs sorry if I'm just talking too much just stop no you're here. great you're good let's jump yeah. into the four IUIs okay yeah, and then we basically uh, went to IVF. And something that's really interesting, by the way, the healthcare system here, IVF is free, completely free, pretty much. Yeah, it's really interesting. In Israel, it's free up until I think you're 42. Wow. Yeah, so we just had to pay for very small fees, like some injections, like stuff from the pharmacy. But as well, that was subsidized. So it was like, I don't know, maybe it cost us, I don't know maximum $800, maybe $1,000 in the end, just to buy extra bits Holy and pieces. Holy cow. Yeah, so which was really great, um, obviously. So I found this absolutely amazing doctor. He was just like my angel. And I've referred so many people to him. He has given my so many people I know babies. It's insane. So um, I went to this doctor and uh, he was amazing. He's got six or seven kids as well, I think uh and we went through everything and the first time we did the implant implementation implantation um my husband and I were arguing if we're going to put one or two um eggs in right we hadn't and he's like well fucking decide and I'm like my I said to my husband well, I want to put two in and he's like I want to put one in and I was like, okay, so we're having this argument and the doctor's like, you guys should have figured this out before. So we put one in, even though I wanted two in, but like we put one in. Um, and I don't know if it was like subconsciously or not, but the next day you have to, of course, take all your hormones and everything. Um, and I, I never told my doctor this, by the way, because I thought he would call me, but I missed one of my injections. And I was like, they're really important injections. I was like, oh shit, I missed one of my injections after the implementation. And I think once a needle broke and I was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm just, it's going to be fine. And obviously um, I didn't get pregnant, well, not obviously, but I didn't get pregnant with that okay. one. Um, and I think maybe I miscarried actually, because I, I have a feeling I miscarried I, anyway. Um, so then before the next, uh, we went through another um, round of it. And I think I said to my husband, let's like put two in, like we have better chances and everything right. uh, like would be cool or whatever. So we put two in and it was so funny, like during the time well, of waiting, I just never forget, we were at my mother-in-law's and she cracked an egg and there was the two yolks. And I was like, I think I'm going to have twins. And then um, my daughter, so she was about five at that time. She's like, mommy, two babies in your tummy. And I was like, I don't know. Do I have two babies in my tummy? It was really weird. I think I have that on video, by the way. Uh, and then um, obviously like I got pregnant and I had twins. <laughs> so yeah. And since then, you know, now they're uh, three and a half. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of my journey. Obviously that was over a period of about four years. So I've, yeah. 
I, you know, it was four years of, you know, that during that time I also went deaf. Um, yeah, what? I know that. Why? Yeah, I, yeah, so when my daughter was um, four, so we were going through infertility. We think we're doing the IUIs. I was about to do IF, I, IVF. Um, yeah, I just, it was her fourth birthday and uh, I had a really bad ringing in my ear and uh, I was actually flying to Australia the next day. And I woke up, um, no, I was flying to Australia two days after, sorry. So I woke up the next day and it was really bad ringing, like really piercing. And I said, oh, I'm so dizzy. I must be sick or something. And I went to the doctor and she sent me straight to emergency. And he did this really weird thing. He just like tapped my nose with a, with a, um, some metal thing. And I was very like, was feeling very unbalanced. Like I can't even explain to you. I was also, I'm in Israel, so everyone's speaking a different language. And I was in the elevator and everything felt so loud and there was weird noises. And he's like, oh, you're deaf. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I did these, um, you know, all the tests and stuff. And in my left side, basically, was like pretty much no no hearing um, in my ear. So during that time, I, I also lost my hearing in my left ear, which I still don't have. Um, yeah, I, just, I didn't wow. come back. Yeah, it's something, another awareness thing. It's interesting. So it's called sudden deafness and like 30 something percent, get it back, 30 something percent, get it a bit back and 30 something percent, just stay deaf. Um, and, you know, I'm looking into doing some like ear, um, you know, something to help me like yeah. uh, headpiece or something because like people still talk into that ear, like my husband and I'm like, Yvonne, I don't hear you. I'm deaf in that ear. And like, <laughs> And people, even my friends, I'm like, guys, I don't hear anything. I'm deaf. And I have to always like stand on the other side of like when I'm walking, otherwise I don't hear anything. So yeah, so it's just like another um, interesting part of the journey that um, it just makes you really appreciate things. I don't really see it as bad. I just see it as um, it's kind of spices life up a little bit for me and makes me understand what other people go through. And it's very interesting, to be honest. I know that's a very weird way of looking at it, but that's just- I love I that. I yes. love that. Um, yeah, and 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 also I went through wars here too, by the way. Just oh yeah, to- that's right. There's some yeah. wars happening too. Yeah, like it's been crazy. <laughs> Even two weeks ago, there was missiles, and my mom just came from Australia to visit, and like everyone is freaking out, and I don't just I just don't have that freak out um, in me. And I said to my mom, "Are you worried?" She's like, "Of course I'm worried. There's missiles." I was like, "Oh yeah." totally should be worried that's fine like I'm just like uh, it's it's just like how can you not be worried I'm like it's all good like it's fine we'll be okay (laughs) so So tell uh, me about that you found out you were pregnant with twins what did your husband say and take me through that pregnancy yeah so oh he was excited like you know obviously going through um you know infertility for so many years we were excited I was a hundred percent sure that I had a boy and a girl like I named them and everything and when we went to see if their agenda it was two boys and I was like are you sure <laughs> I was like I don't think so I'm like I'm sure it's a boy and a girl like even to the point of my birth I was sure that I was having a boy and a girl but no they're both boys my birth my pregnancy was great like it was beautiful mm. I was sick the first, you know, for, um, you know, for the first trimester, I was really sick. 
I, I couldn't look at avocados or hear the word avocado. It would make me vomit. It was really weird because I love avocados. But if someone even said the word avocado, I would start to vomit. Um, that was my main like aversion. But I had a great pregnancy. It was a beautiful thing knowing that you have two, two humans in your body. It's such a like miracle. Um, I got quite big. Um, I stayed into my health. I still did my CrossFit, you know, when I, I'm not doing it anymore. But I, I stayed really fit during it. Um, and, uh, I decided to, cause I'm not sure. I think every country has like a different kind of rule or recommendation, but they recommended at 37 weeks to be induced just yeah, so that you that's about here. Yeah. Um, I think I could have carried more, but I, I didn't, I just decided, I was kind of so excited to, to have them out. Um, and then, so I got induced at 37 weeks and I just remember the, um, all the rooms were full with people having natural birth. So we waited like 12 hours on this seat and I was so like big and I remember like, oh my God. And then I had my epidural and we actually had to wait like another, like five hours, but with my daughter, I didn't have an epidural and with the okay. twins I did. And I'm like, God, it was so amazing. I, um, oh, my daughter was, <sighs> it was hard and with them uh I decided to go natural and my doctor told me like have a vaginal birth and my doctor said you're healthy and fit so no problem if there's an emergency you have the um epidural so I gave uh, I had my meditation on I had my lavender oil um you know and then I saw that my contractions started and and then I just they just like popped out it was amazing and even the doctor's like wow what do you what do you take and I'm like well I take like health products and stuff um it was really beautiful um and I didn't have any tears or anything uh Ravid um the one that came out second he was having some breathing issues so he went to the um the NICU actually mm -hmm. after hours it was really cute though. they put them together and they were like holding hands um but then he was having trouble breathing so he was taken to the intensive care which is really hard right so when you, you just give birth um and I don't know about how it is where you are but here they don't really push breastfeeding that much and I told them that I'm breastfeeding so they thought I was fucking nuts they were like are you sure? I said, of course I'm breastfeeding. I put alarms on my phone. They thought I was in, insane. I would go into, cause they, they were in, um, they had a bit of jaundice. So they had to be under the, the, the lights. lights. Yeah. So I was going there breastfeeding them, but it was very hard. I didn't have much milk and which most people don't have at the beginning, no. but it was literally like, and my, my sister-in-law was helping me. It was really like for the first actually yeah, almost for the first six months I struggled with um my breastfeeding but I pushed myself a lot um I did the double breastfeeding kind of thing mm -hmm. and uh yeah Ravid stayed in hospital for like one week so it wasn't too okay. bad yeah um so it was interesting though because you have to so I was home breastfeeding and then I was going to the hospital um you know with trying to pump at the hospital for him and it was very like it's kind of an exhausting kind of thing but I had a lot of adrenaline so it helped me um but honestly honestly it's been like the most amazing experience I like I like I just feel really blessed um until today of course it's hard sometimes in terms of like all kids are a little bit challenging sometimes they have a lot of energy my mom is here and she's a bit in shock really 
<laughs> yeah, because they're really, really like they're little twin kind of the twin boys, and they're very yeah. boys. You know, they have a lot of energy. Um, but yeah, so I really believe that the IVF journey was for a reason that I was meant to have these twins. Like if I didn't go through IVF, I probably probably wouldn't have had twins. So it's like, you know, for like anyone listening, going through the journey, sometimes the journey is just part of our journey. And we need to like sometimes just be grateful, even though when it's hard to know there's like a bigger <laughs> meaning. And and by the way, did a lot of visualizations and meditations for my pre like before I got pregnant and when I was pregnant and and doing a lot of imagining myself pregnant with a healthy baby and a healthy body and I did a lot of writing and journaling so I don't know if anyone listening is into that and is struggling but it really um really helped me and the, the times that I wasn't pregnant I just took that one day to ground myself and I just kept going because we can either just stay in that state of sadness and guilt and stuff, or we can just take it. And I'm not taking the guilt away from anyone, but it's not serving us always just to keep it going. It's heavy for us. And we can't yeah. like go into the next phase if we have all that sadness. So I would do that. Then I would go out for sushi and wine and say, well, I can have my fucking wine now. <laughs> now. Like, give me all the sushi. My husband's like, we're going for sushi. I'm like, yes, we are sushi and I'm drinking a lot of wine <laughs> so you know um yes if anyone is struggling that is listening that's something that really helps me and if anyone ever wants to reach out to me on Instagram like I had so many women come to me that just sometimes need to talk and I'm really open to that I um I don't like part of my business or anything but I just like to serve the community so feel free to um, always reach out anyone <laughs> it's great when you go through I went through infertility up to IVF and that's when I was like nope if it doesn't happen I'm not doing IVF so I kudos for that I stopped right when I would have started the shots um and I but I think you're right as far as the gratitude because when you go into it knowing like I went into it thinking my chances are low for getting yeah. pregnant and if I get pregnant it's high to miscarry and yeah. I knew that going in and it was actually sort of a relief as mm -hmm. odd as that sounds because I didn't put this heavy expectation on my body to perform in some way that was difficult for it to do so yeah. I always felt like you know what when I was able to give birth, carry, get pregnant, carry the baby and give birth, that was such a surprise. Like it was such a yeah. bonus. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. Like with your attitude, you, you flipped it. So yeah. instead of feeling the guilt and the shame and the heaviness and the fear and the regret and all of that, you were like, Oh no, I, I know that this is going to be hard. I'm going to do it anyway. It will be worth it. And I'm grateful through it. So you, you did the same thing. And I think that when you miscarry or when the IVF doesn't take that time, it makes it easier because of your mindset and your attitude. Yeah. Yeah. But that takes work, right? Like that. Yes. Like, it's a lot of work like till today I'm doing like meditations and gratitudes it's it's actually work it's like part of a lifestyle that you have to work on it doesn't just come yeah. it's not like oh, I'm just so grateful for everything and so happy it doesn't just right come, it doesn't come naturally always to us we have to work hard at that you know you are doing it physically though too by staying in shape by recording yeah. the pre-pregnancy. I think that that's a great place to focus. You're focusing on the positive and the parts that you can control. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. We have to focus just on, on what we can't control. We just have to try 
let it go just as I know it's hard right because especially for the I, I was so in, in the infertility community it's heavy people get very triggered right like yes. some can't see like women getting pregnant like there's a lot of triggers or the millions of times like why doesn't your kid have a brother or sister like for secondary infertility and I would be so honest like because we can't get pregnant I'm trying like right. you know but some people just go into themselves so there's a lot of triggers for the community um but yeah it's just something that takes a lot of self-development that's one thing I just really recommend if anyone is struggling to work on themselves because the stronger yeah. you are and the stronger your mindset people, things won't affect you as much because you know yeah I agree tell me what it's like having three kids they're eight and three and a half now right yeah, my daughter's eight and a half and the boys are three and a half. Yeah, it's great. It's crazy. I'm juggling um, a business and I'm juggling work um, work and trying, like I'm keeping fit and now they're on holidays. So I'm really just doing the balance. Um, yeah. But yeah, honestly, it's it's uh, it's amazing. Obviously through Corona, you know, I was kind of in the, the, the home with all of them and trying to do what I'm doing now, but with them, it was like having school holidays with no, uh, with the doors locked, which yeah. is like, which I'm sure a lot of people went through. Um, but yeah, that was a bit of a challenge, but we managed that. Um, it's amazing. Like I'm just always staying in a, a sense of gratitude. Obviously like some things arise with kids. We have problems. I have one of my sons having some issues and we just have to work through it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really a blessing. Definitely. I, I love my kids to death. <laughs> you uh, we have everything in the show notes we have your instagram which you mentioned let's dive in and talk i want to wrap up about your website and it's your name nicolebrody.com so mm -hmm. easy to find and it's in the description and what's your main focus now because you still have exercise as a big part of the website yeah so it's funny since we actually spoke last i kind of pivoted a little bit so um so the online, um, so I have a fitness program and I do a lot of health, but it's not my main focus. I still have that program available for anyone, the pre-pregnancy program. Um, and then for many years, I was really helping women create another form of income. And then this last, um, now I've kind of gone into like my real deep passion, which is helping moms who have a business or a career um, juggle motherhood because I realized that's like my personal superpower so I basically now just coach moms mostly I have some other women that aren't moms but I mostly coach uh, moms who are working or in a career that maybe feel like I see so much like they feel guilty or they have no time they're stressed they're not coping with certain things maybe their relationships are not um, as good as they want to be they're not fit and healthy. They don't have time to eat well. So we do, um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for these women to give them the belief again in themselves that they mm -hmm. can look after themselves, that it is possible to look good and feel good and, and be amazing while still being a mom and still having the career and business is totally fine. It's actually amazing for the women. I think we get a bit of guilt um, for wanting to have it all, but it's all possible. So I just coach, coach moms that um, maybe have lost their way a little bit just to feel fucking amazing and and I love it yeah just helping support women in that way Nicole I'm so excited to have talked to you about this you had a really interesting journey and I appreciate you sharing it thank you thank so you. much no thank you so much thanks for allowing me to come and share and uh yeah I love you and I think you're ah, amazing love you thank you